Greetings, fellow travelers. It is I, Ken, one of the hosts for Avatar in the Sacred Text, and I would like to welcome you to a very special episode. Um, due to life, the universe, and everything, Sherry is not able to join us this week, but that is okay. Uh, we will be back next week for a brand new episode. And we are going to look at uh, episode four, The Warriors of Kiyoshi. But until then, I thought we could hang out and have a little chat. So grab a cup of coffee or tea or whatever your favorite beverage is and come along as we try to answer the question, what is sacred? I'm going to start off by telling you a story. Um, two years ago, I went to uh, Dawson City in the Yukon. Uh, if you don't know where it is, look it up on Google Maps. Uh, for some of you, it is quite north. Um, it's about the same, I don't know, latitude as um, Rankin, where I live. Uh, anyways, so a couple years ago, I went to Dawson City in the Yukon. Um, I've been there before. Uh, this time I decided to take my family. And uh, yeah, we were doing all the touristy things. You know, we went to see the, there's a big paddle wheeler there. We went and panned for gold. And at the very end of our day, we decided to go up, uh, up a hill. There's a, a road called Dome Road. Uh, and it takes you to the top of a rather large hill. And, the, and up there, you could, it overlooks... Um, Kind of the whole valley and the mountains and the Mackenzie River, and it is just a beautiful, beautiful location. On this particular day, uh, there were uh, something called Dawson Days. It's a, an annual celebration that marks the beginning of the Yukon Gold Rush when gold was first discovered. So they have a, you know, they have a big parade and all that kind of stuff. Um, anyways, on this particular day when we went up there, there was a group of bagpipers uh, up there. And as they were warming up, there was one bagpiper, uh, and he was just playing, I don't know what the song was, but it was just like the, the sound of the bagpipes overlooking the valley, and then the whole group of them bagpiping together. Bagpiping, is that a word? Anyways, the whole group of them bagpiping together, uh, it just, it made that place and that moment like a sacred moment. So, yeah. It's interesting when we think about the question of what is sacred. Uh, for the longest time, I viewed the sacred as like the traditional sense of, you know, growing up in an evangelical Christian home, you know, the Bible was sacred and, you know, the front of the church was sacred and uh, the communion elements, they were sacred, right? The only sacred things uh, were in a church, right? Nothing outside of church and church stuff is sacred 
or so I believed. But this moment, and, and it's not, that wasn't the first moment, the first sacred moment that I've had outside of a church, but this moment really illustrates that things, we can define things as sacred. We can define spaces as sacred. And we can define moments as sacred. And we can even define secular works as sacred. So the dictionary defines the sacred as to treat with regard and great respect and reverence by a particular region, group, or, or sorry, by a particular religion, group, or individual. Uh, to me, that says for something to be sacred, it needs to be connected with something. Right? And it is that connection to our lives that makes something sacred. For me in Dawson City, the, the whole atmosphere, you know, just me being there with my family turned that space and that moment into something sacred, right? It's connected to our life and, you know, it's a memory that, that we can be shared. So the question that can be raised is, why choose Avatar, The Last Airbender, as a sacred text? So, a couple of reasons. Um, this is, I think, in my opinion, one of the best animated series out there. Uh, the series is over 15 years old and its Rotten Tomatoes score is 99%. So, to me, that, that says something, right? Um, the storytelling, the character arcs, and the animation are superb. And even the filler episodes, and there aren't that many, are excellent. Uh, it's certainly t passed the test of time. Um, I watched the series when it aired originally, and when my kids were old enough, I introduced uh, it to them, and they ate it up and binge-watching the entire season in uh, just a little under a week. Um, I must admit that I didn't really do anything to discourage it, but I think for something to pass the test of time, it needs to remain culturally relevant. And the themes that are found in Avatar are just as applicable today as they were in 2005. Uh, there's themes of justice, acceptance, equality, good versus evil. Um, re did I say redemption? No, I didn't say redemption, but yeah, themes of redemption, right? They can be found all throughout the series. And because of that, I think we can look to see if there's more we can get out of it than sheer entertainment value. So for me, that's why I originally chose um, Avatar as a sacred text. Uh, that's not the only reason, but that's certainly one of the reasons. Uh, this time, I think, is my fourth time watching through the series, uh, and it is just as good, and I get new things out of it even now four times through. The second reason that I, that I choose to treat Avatar as a sacred text uh, is because there are more than a few times that the show has made me think, right? It's given me a voice to express my feelings and thoughts and frustrations. Um, it, yeah, it's one of those shows that when I was in therapy for anxiety and depression that when I'm trying to I don't know, relate what I was thinking and feeling to, um, to my therapist, uh, Avatar would often come up and I would say, well, in Avatar, there's this moment when dot, 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 right? 
Uh, Harry Potter, for me, again, is, a, is another one of those uh, sacred texts, right? Uh, also, during therapy, there are times when, you know, be like, oh, in, in Harry Potter, there is this, this, this scene or this chapter when dot, dot, dot. One of, those, one of, the, uh, one of the, the great examples of this uh, is, I think it is in season three when Zuko's learning how to uh, bend lightning, right? And Uncle Iroh says, you know, we have to let the energy flow down through our gut um, and then out. Otherwise, because if it passes through our heart, uh, it will kill us. And uh, I was dealing with a bunch of crazy stuff in my life, and that was causing me, like, great amounts of pain. And it was that episode or that, that idea that, you know, we can't let that, that stuff pass through our heart because it will literally kill you. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, it was, it was that episode that kind of sparked the idea of, hey, maybe there's more to Avatar than just sheer entertainment value. So as I said, it's uh, given me a voice to express feelings and thoughts, frustrations, uh, and it is a, a series that is deeply rooted in spiritual practice, in, in uh, Buddhist practice. Uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole episode where Aang needs to clear his chakras, right? And uh, the, the whole idea of, of bending um, any element, right? You need to... Um, you need to draw, draw the energy from inside you to express whatever element that you are bending. And because of that, I think it's, uh, it's fitting that we can, uh, we can turn something that was made for just entertainment into, uh, into a spiritual practice or a spiritual text, I guess, or a sacred text. Um, and lastly, the third reason that, I'm, that I, I personally am choosing to treat Avatar as sacred is because of belief. Um, as I alluded to before, for something to be sacred, you need to believe that it is. And because of that, it has some bearing on how we live our life. As I mentioned, I come from an evangelical Christian background, and I've spent a lot of time believing that what the Bible says is true. But does that mean all other sacred texts are not true? Of course not. Uh, truth is in, in the, the reader, right? Somebody who reads the Quran believes that it is true, and it is because of that belief that the Quran is sacred to them, right? Somebody who is reading Harry Potter believes that it is true, not in a, a true, true sense, but it believes that it in the truths found within, and it because of that... Harry Potter becomes sacred. So the idea of sacred doesn't just apply to texts. It also applies to places. Uh, in the Bible, when Moses first encounters God uh, in the story of the burning bush, uh, God commands him to take off his sandals because he is standing on holy ground, right? Does that mean that all bushes are holy or sacred? No, of course not. But for Moses, in that space... That was a sacred space, right? And he treated it as such by taking off, of, off his, his shoes, right? He was a, a shepherd, mind you, right? And his shoes are probably covered in, like, sheet manure and mud and, you know, other kind of grossness, right? So he didn't want to infect his, that sacred space with all that other outside stuff, right? All the, all the shit 
<laughs> that he's been walking through, right? So he takes off his shoes, right? So does all bush, are all bushes sacred or holy? No, of course not. But for Moses, that one was. Uh, at my... Uh, at the beginning of uh, this, uh, my story at the beginning illustrated an example of a sacred space or a holy place, right? Um, my sacred spaces are not the same as your sacred spaces, and that's, that's, the, that's a beautiful thing, right? There can be more than one sacred space. And I think when we come together to talk about our sacred spaces and our sacred texts, uh, I think we can learn a lot from each other. And I think it is that, that conversation and that dialogue and, you know, expressing, like, things in our life that we hold dear, uh, things in our life that we hold sacred, you know. And when I can experience a little bit of what makes something for you sacred, that enhances my life. And I think when you experience something of what I think is sacred, that enhances our life. And, and I think at its core, Harry, or... The, this podcast is about sharing with you guys just some things that are sacred to us. And I think in looking at that, it enhances everybody's life. But I think the common theme in, in all of this is that uh, we believe what we believe uh, is sacred, right? Um, and it is because of that belief that those sacred spaces and those sacred texts are special. So anyways... That's just some musings uh, about sacred and what I think um, makes something sacred. But uh, let me know. What do you think? Leave us a voicemail uh, or a comment and uh, le let me know. Let us know uh, your sacred space um, stories or texts um, because, as I mentioned, when you share your, your sacred space and text with me, that enhances my life. And I think that's the goal of everybody is to, to lead and live a better life. Well, that's all for now for this episode of Avatar and the Sacred Text. Uh, don't forget to like and comment. Um, leave us a voicemail if you wish. And uh, I hope you join us again next time when uh, Sherry is back and we take a look at... Uh, the Warriors of Kyoshi uh, through a theme and uh, do another uh, another round of Lectio Divina. All right, that's all for now. I hope you have a great week and join us again in the future. Bye-bye. The music for today's episode can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Lots of great royalty-free tracks there. The artist that you are listening to is Croander, and you can find more about this artist at www.croander.com.